From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, heavy snow advisories are in effect for Seoul and the surrounding Gyeonggi province as well as the inland regions of eastern Gangwon province. The National Assembly passes a bill prohibiting the slaughter, breeding, and distribution of dogs for consumption. And the world's largest tech fair, the Consumer Electronics Show, opening on Tuesday, will focus on the impact of artificial intelligence. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. Heavy snow advisories have been issued for Seoul and the surrounding Gyeonggi province as well as the inland regions of eastern Gangwon province. According to the Korea Meteorological Administration, as of 10 a.m. Tuesday, 0.7 centimeters of snow had accumulated in Seoul, 0.9 centimeters in Gwacheon, Gyeonggi province, and 0.6 centimeters in Hwacheon, Gangwon province. As much as 3 centimeters of snow per hour is forecast for the central region and southern inland areas in the afternoon, with 3 to 10 centimeters expected for Seoul, 5 to 15 in the central region, and over 20 centimeters in Gangwon's mountainous areas. A heavy snow advisory is issued when five or more centimeters of snow is expected to accumulate in a 24-hour period, with a warning prompted by 20 centimeters or more is forecast. The Interior Ministry has raised the heavy snow crisis alert from the lowest attention to the second lowest caution on the four-tier scale as of 10 a.m., enacting the Level 1 Emergency Response Posture of the Central Disaster and Safety Countermeasures Headquarters. Authorities called for continual snow removal to prevent public inconvenience during rush hour and to increase public access to de-icing salt boxes in alleyways, on bridges, and in parks. A bill prohibiting the slaughter, breeding, and distribution of dogs for consumption passed through the National Assembly on Tuesday. The penalty for slaughtering dogs for consumption involve up to three years of imprisonment or fines of up to 30 million Korean won, while breeding, raising, or distributing dogs for such purposes can lead to imprisonment of up to two years or fines of up to 20 million won. However, there is a grace period of three years before penalties are imposed. In addition, dog breeding farms, dog meat slaughterhouses, distributors, and restaurant owners must report their facilities and business details to the head of the local government, while the state and local governments are required to provide financial support for those who report the closure or change of business. The ruling party and the government formalized the pursuit of the special law through consensus last November, while the Democratic Party also adopted the passage of the bill via a consensus in the same month during a meeting of its lawmakers. South Korea logged a current account surplus for the seventh consecutive month in November. According to data from the Bank of Korea on Tuesday, the country's current account surplus for the month reached 4.06 billion U.S. dollars. While the current account has remained in the black for seven months in a row, the combined surplus for the first 11 months of the year stood at $27.4 billion, up about $300 million from the same period the previous year. Individually, the goods account continued an eight-month surplus streak at over $7 billion. Exports increased 7% on-year to $56.4 billion in November, expanding for the second consecutive month after rebounding in October after declining for 14 months straight, while imports slipped 8% on-year to $49.4 billion. 
Samsung Electronics posted its worst earnings in 15 years last year due to a global slump in the chip industry. The tech giant estimated on Tuesday that its operating profit posted 6.54 trillion won, or some 4.99 billion U.S. dollars, in 2023, down 84.9% from a year earlier, while sales dropped 14.5% from last year to total 258.16 trillion won. The annual operating profit fell below 10 trillion won for the first time in 15 years since posting 6.03 trillion won in 2008 during the global financial crisis. The drop is mainly due to the sluggish semiconductor sector, with the chip business logging a cumulative deficit of 12 trillion won in the first three quarters of last year. The world's largest fair for technology companies, the Consumer Electronics Show, opening on Tuesday, will focus on artificial intelligence. Companies from around the world are looking to showcase the impact of AI on daily lives in the next five to ten years. Max Lee reports. Over 3,500 companies from 150 countries are converging on Las Vegas from January 9th to 12th for the 2024 Consumer Electronics Show. Attending the largest CES since the COVID-19 pandemic are some 500 entities from South Korea, including major corporations and startups looking to unveil their latest advances. This year's event will kick off with the theme of "All Together, All On," signifying the collaboration of all industries to solve everyday issues through their innovations. During the first media day on Sunday, AI technology was prevalent in everyday items such as toothbrushes, with a device by a U.S. startup assisting brushers with a mounted screen and voice guidance. While South Korean startup Ten Minds featured its AI-equipped motion pillow, which helps reduce snoring by gently turning the user's head while sleeping to improve airflow. Industry clients like Samsung Electronics and LG Electronics again showcased their latest television technology with increased AI incorporation. Samsung Electronics 2024 Neo QLED 8K TV features a comprehensive AI system on chip technology, transforming low-resolution content into clear 8K quality while also smoothing out movements in ball sports. LG Electronics's 2024 OLED TV uses AI to enhance blurry objects and backgrounds, distinguishing sound from the surroundings, and presenting clearer audio. Some 130,000 visitors are set to attend the 2024 CES, prior to which 143 South Korean companies received innovation awards from the show, recognizing their technology. Max Lee, KBS World Radio News. Rival political parties have adopted a confirmation hearing report for Foreign Minister nominee Cho Tae-yeol. The Parliamentary Foreign Affairs Committee adopted the report during a plenary session on Tuesday, with an overall assessment that the nominee is qualified for the job thanks to his experience as a career diplomat and lack of shortcomings in his personal life. The report also included dissenting opinions about his suitability, citing an alleged role in the judicial meddling of the Park Geun-hye administration to delay a ruling on compensation for Korean victims of Japan's wartime forced labor. Cho's speculated involvement was the center of a partisan clash during his hearing on Monday, with the opposition accusing the former second vice foreign minister of discussing the matter with Im Jong-hun, the deputy at the National Court Administration at the time. The delayed ruling was desired by the Park government in exchange for an expansion of the dispatch of judges overseas. Both the ruling party and Cho contended that the incident did not constitute judicial power abuse. The defense ministry said a complete termination of the 2018 inter-Korean military agreement would require consultation among related ministries. 
Ministry spokesperson Jun Hagyu offered the explanation on Tuesday when asked about Seoul's declaration the previous day that land and maritime drills will resume in the buffer zone set by the two Koreas in the military deal. Seoul's Joint Chiefs of Staff had said the buffer zone stipulated in the agreement have been nullified with North Korea's recent artillery provocations. This comes as clauses on no-fly zones, the evacuation of guard posts within the demilitarized zone, the removal of firearms from the joint security area, and an agreement on the buffer zone have practically been neutralized amid the North's repeated provocations. While the inter-Korean agreement can be suspended in part or in whole by the top office, a complete withdrawal is not stipulated under the Act on the Development of Inter-Korean Relations. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 6.58 points, or 0.26% on Tuesday, to close the day at 2,561.24. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.